Welcome to Inside Bristol Live, your weekly podcast taking you behind the headlines and into the heart of the newsroom in here at the Bristol Live headquarters. We have got a great show for you this week. Um, we are talking to two new young reporters, one of which started this week, one of which has been here a while, and we've got a great show for you, so stay tuned. First up, we've got a new reporter. She only started on Monday. No one knows how to say her name, and I think it's Zosha Hayes. Let's talk to her. Last week, we had two new starters in the uh, Bristol Live office who made it onto Inside Bristol Live's podcast. They were Neil Mags and Amanda Cameron. And this week, we've got another new starter. So we've now set a precedent, so we're going to have to do this, and it's going to be wonderful. So welcome. If you can just explain who you are and what your job title is and what job you're doing, please. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, my name's Sasha Ayers. Uh, I'm a re- senior reporter for Bristol Live, so I've joined from our office in Surrey. So just moved to Bristol this week, and I'll be covering breaking news and stuff like that, really. It's called a live reporter. Live reporter, okay. Yeah. Um, I, you'll notice that I asked you to say your name, because uh, <laughs> I'm sure you get this a lot, but when we heard you were coming, mm-hmm. we all followed you on Twitter, yeah. and we all read your name, and there was a lot of debate <laughs> in the office, I have to say, about how you pronounce it, and we, we and it ended with us all just going, we, we're going to have to wait for her to come and actually just say it out loud, so can you just say it again? Zosha. And that's spelled Z-O-S-I-A. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's, so a, it's, it's a lovely fine. name. Thank you. Where does it come from? It's Polish. I'm half Polish. Is it? So All right, okay. Yeah. Right, sweet. And presumably you have to kind of spell it out a lot. Yeah, and the spelling doesn't really help with the pronunciation <laughs> at all. So I'm going with it rhymes with posher. Right, okay. And then... That's the exact way you sound. Zosha. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so you've been here for half a week, four days, three to four days. Yeah. How have you found it? Yeah, it's been good. It's been quite intense, but it's been good. Um, A lot more news here than in Surrey. Really? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) The breaking news shift is very different there. We kind of have maybe some cows on the road sometimes. No offence to my Surrey colleagues. It was great there as well. We have swans on the motorways a lot. That sounds good too. And uh, we have cows. We had a bull on the M32 a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah, the other week. The other week. On Saturday night. That was amazing. I was working that Saturday (laughs) night and there was a bull on the M32. It's like dream. It's a dream thing. No one was hurt. The bull had a nice time. Everyone was stuck. You can't ask for more than that. You can't, <laughs> can you? So, um, so yeah. Obviously, we've got lots of breaking news all the time in yeah. Bristol. Have, have you? Um, I guess because you were already working for uh, one of our companies, our sister title in Surrey. Uh, you were au fait with all the systems and stuff. Is it diff- that different or have you just kind of hit the ground running with yeah, that? Yeah, it's been really easy to pick it up because, yeah, exactly the same systems. Um, I was When I was there, I was doing print and live. So we kind of split every month or so between them. So it'll be new just doing live. I kind of yeah. say goodbye to my precious newspapers. And because um, I know all the press officers in all the emergency <laughs> services avidly listen to this podcast, oh, I'm great. sure. If they don't, they should. Anyway, you're uh, you're familiarising yourself with all those all those people who presumably you have to deal with on a regular hourly basis, virtually. Yes, I think they 
are already sick of me. So oh, right, if okay. you are listening, sorry, but thank you. <laughs> um, please be nice to me. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because they often, um, you know, they're there to kind of help us, but they, they also their prime their priority really is their what the police or the fire or whoever want to say. Yeah. So it's always a little bit of a kind of. There's always a little bit of friction there. Yeah, there is. I mean, I think that's probably normal, I guess. We've yeah. probably got different aims in a way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I noticed as well, um, and it's lovely to see, that when you're doing the live blog, you don't just do it straight. You kind of put a bit of yourself in there a little bit as well. Yeah, I think it's good to get relationship with our readers. Um, I try to put in my own personality into it, some great jokes. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely join me every day. If I'm going to be doing it every day, it's nice to have people back. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see those jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Um, Yeah, no, it was really really good fun. And um, yeah, because the live blog can be quite just sort of dry, can't it? Sometimes if you let it and it's... Yeah. So this is just for people who uh, perhaps are listening and are thinking, what are they on about live blog? Mm -hmm. Yeah. this is the thing that's on the side of the of the homepage on our website. Yeah, so we start it every day about, well, just after seven, I get in at seven. Um, and then I'll be running it until three. And it's just a mix of breaking news, some traffic and travel, a lot of that. So if you're preparing yeah. to go somewhere. And then just our stories throughout the day as well, what I think you'll find interesting. It's a real mix of stuff for people from Bristol and around yeah. the area, really. Sweet. And so people can get it on their phones. If they're about to set off from yes. one side of the city to the other, they can check yeah. and see if there's any road closes and stuff. Exactly. It's a must read. It's a must read. Yeah. Excellent. And how have you found Bristol? Have you, do you, are you familiar with the city before? Have you been here before? Or I've been here a few times, but I've never lived here. So um, one of my best friends lives here and I almost went to the university. So I visited quite a few times before then. But yeah, I moved down on Saturday. Down? Left? Down. Yeah. It's always down unless you're in Cornwall. Um, you come up, if you're in Devon or Cornwall, it's up, but everywhere else is down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so on Saturday, so still getting my head around everything and the geography. Yeah. As you can tell. Whereabouts are you living? Not, don't, you don't need to say your exact <laughs> address, exact but address. R- roughly where? I actually haven't got somewhere to live yet. I'm, oh, no. I'm staying with my friend who lives in Harbourside, which is very nice. Uh, but I've been going to lots of house viewings. Right. So um, that is still to be decided, really. Okay. Right. Oh, well, let's so, yeah, <laughs> let's concern hope, on the faces. I am, because Bristol's in the grip of a housing crisis, <laughs> yeah. and it's something I write about every day. And, yeah, uh, and now I'm worried that actually, actually you're going to end up kind of sleeping in your car or something. Yeah, you could write a story about it. Yeah, so. I know. So where are you looking then? Everywhere? Anywhere Just and everywhere? everywhere. Um, so any recommendations do get in yeah. touch. If you want, because I'd imagine, and, and just before we started, we did a levels test and you said you'd made breakfast bars mm. yourself yes healthy breakfast bars yourself <laughs> yeah so that's a you know if you if someone wanted a flatmate who does that <laughs> just that imagining all the readers getting to live with me yeah <laughs> come, and, come and live here and make me breakfast bars you'll have great updates on the traffic you'll have yeah. breakfast bars this will be someone who can tell you instantly whether or not they're going to get to work or not and yeah. when they get up in the morning and provide breakfast yeah i was talking to my friend yesterday and she was we were talking about the weather on the weekend and i could tell her 
by yeah. every three hours what temperature it would be. So it's, it's amazing. Limitless benefits. Really. <laughs> <laughs> are you um, are you quite a morning person? Because uh, starting work at seven is not everyone's cup of tea, is it? I mean, no, it's a simple answer to that. I wouldn't, I don't think anyone would describe me as a morning person, but I think I'm just going to have to get used to it. I am feeling a bit tired today, but just have to go to bed a bit earlier, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you've got to be up at like sort of before six in the morning. Yeah, about 5.45 I've been that's, getting that's up. That's a harsh one. I, whenever yeah. I do life shifts, that's the... Yeah, it's oh, painful. When it, and now it's getting dark. It's dark in the yeah, mornings. Yeah, every time I've been walking to work, it's been pitch black. Yeah, so. that's not great. No. That's not great. But what do you, what are your impressions of Bristol so far? You've you've seen the harbour, obviously. Yes. Have no. you been on the boat yet? No, I've not. Although I was trying to get to a house viewing the other day and it showed on Google Maps just a river crossing and I was trying to look at it and be like, where is the bridge? I just didn't understand and had to ask someone am I blind or is there a bridge there? And then they said it was just a ferry crossing yeah. and that just blew my mind. And But the ferries hadn't been working for hours, so it's just half an hour late. Uh, but I'm loving Bristol. It seems really cool. I just keep walking around and thinking that I'm lucky to live here. So Nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, so um, let's hope that wherever you find yourself <laughs> is as cool as the harbour side, because the harbour side is so. lush. Yeah, it's so nice. I just really like being by the river. Yeah. So hopefully. That's not a river. Wait, oh, no. let's just talk about this for oh, a minute. Dear. We need to do this. That's not the. That's a harbour. Oh, well, technically, it could be a river because it mm. has got a river going into it. But it, that's like a floating harbour. That where you mean with floating harbour? So yeah, with boats and stuff on yeah. it. Not, <laughs> boats are there because there's a river near uh-huh. there, which is just basically mud. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm not talking about that. And then that. there's uh, ha- the floating water. Har- yeah, floating <laughs> harbour, which is like a kind of big lake. Okay. That's a major faux pas. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a common, it's a common mistake that even Bristolians make, and yeah, I'm a bit nerdy about it. Probably Yeah. Well, it, you know, you've only been here four days, so yeah. it's, it's it, you I'm know, learning every it's, day. It's, it's not, it's, it's excused. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much uh, for coming in and introducing yourself. We'll get you back in at some point whenever you've got some breaking news that is uh, exciting enough to make it onto <laughs> the podcast as well. <laughs> You know, and um, and we'll see how how we get on. And uh, have you met Video Chris? This is Video Chris. Don't Hi. Hi. No, we've not actually said hello to each other. Yet. Um, he is our amazing video slash podcast genius, and um, does videos and stuff. So if you ever see anything that you've got a video for okay. that you want him to knock into shape, then then send it to him. Amazing. Brilliant. Thank you. Um, Zosha. Yes, perfect. Thank you for coming in and um, welcome to Bristol. Thank you. That was Zosha Hayes there. Thank you very much for that, Zosha. She is the reporter who is behind the live blog that you see on the website every day. Um, and you can click on it and just read it, go through it. And it's uh, really fascinating to actually see how the day develops as well. Um, And right now, next up, we will talk to Bronwyn Weatherby. Welcome back to Inside Bristol Live. We are joined now by a very special guest this week. (laughs) We have Fresh from her sickbed. Yes, you're very lucky. Bronwyn Weatherby. If you can just explain... (laughs) Say my name again. (laughs) Bronwyn Weatherby. If you can just explain who you are... And uh, what you do? 
Um, so my name, as you just heard, is Bronwyn Weatherby, and I'm a news reporter for Bristol Live. And something very special has happened to you today, uh, this week. This that, week, yeah. That, uh, uh, that we um, need to recognise and doff <laughs> our caps to. Thank you. What is uh, What happened? So I found out that I'd been nominated for two awards by the NCTJ. Okay. So that's the, the sort of national council of journalists that, you know, is the body that looks after us journalists, basically trains us, awards us, um, and basically does, you know, is, I don't know, I don't know how you'd best describe them. They're like the Institute of Journalists, yeah. aren't they? For anyone who doesn't know. Um, and, yeah, and they've nominated me for two awards. And what two awards are you up for? So news news journalism and campaign journalism. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh did you so you're on like on a short list? I am on a short list, with yeah. How many other people? Oh, I don't know. I think it like might half be a dozen? Yeah, I think it. I think it's not about, hundreds. No, no. That would slightly dilute it, wouldn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've been long listed. Um, <laughs> Here's all the journalists yeah. in the country. <laughs> I put myself on a long list um, because that's kind of how it works. Um, for anyone who I don't know ha- hasn't put themselves in for an award or isn't in journalism, you kind of have to put yourself yeah. in for these awards. It's very rare that you just get nominated like yeah. plucked out of thin air um you have to put yourself forward for them so there's a whole process uh, where you just kind of give them all the stories that you think are sort of noteworthy and then and then they'll look at them and then months okay. later so what um what the, the news journalist of the year is mm. very special but the campaign journalist of the year is something actually that i think we should sort of talk about more because um, a lot of people often think, ah, oh, Bristol Post slash Bristol Live, all they do is kind of dash cam footage and clickbait and sensationalised stuff. And Yeah. But actually, we do do proper, what people would describe as proper journalism. Um, and the campaign journalism of the year, what stories, what campaigns is it that you've sort of been shortlisted for? Yeah, I I believe, so it was quite a while ago that I put myself in for it, but one of the campaigns that I know I've spoken about on this podcast before that we did was our Street Lives campaign yeah. um, where we um, interviewed uh, people who are living on the streets and just found out their stories in a kind of attempt to just put their human, you know, their human tales out there um, so that people realize that they're they're not just one and the same and they're not just a figure um but they're they're people with with backstories that have you know led them unfortunately to to a point where they have to live on the streets mm. so um we put that together that was that was last year now so it feels like a lifetime ago um but I'd like to think that it's still having an effect and has had a ripple effect yeah um on how people view homeless people in Bristol. So I, I put that forward because, as, as you know, you know, you, you do amazing journalism yourself. You know, the, those stories are the ones that take the longest. They, they take a lot of time and effort and care. And, you know, it's nice to be recognised for that. So, um, yeah, I put that forward. Yeah, I mean, it, I was just thinking about that the other day, actually, your little campaign, yeah. because um, one of the people you spoke to, Jeffrey, yeah. he, I went past where he... 
used to sit. He's not there anymore, and I and I wondered what happened that had well, happened to him. I it's funny you say that. I did a follow up story a couple of months back on on Jeffrey because he he's someone that um, he's the first he's one of the first people I spoke to when I started going out in the early mm. mornings, and he was someone that uh, has like a special place in my heart now. Mm. Um, and I think I think that's why he had such an impact on on readers as well. Um, but when I when I initially interviewed him, I went back a couple of weeks later to interview him again. Um, and then more recently, I got a call from someone saying that he was back on the street. He he'd basically got help. Um, and services were, were helping him. I think he'd got temporary accommodation and things like that. Um, but he was back on the street. You know, as happens quite a lot, the, you know, it's not just a case of finding these people somewhere to stay sometimes. They have very complex needs, have had very complex lives. And so it's not it's not going to just be, you know, made better overnight. But he was back on the street. Um, so I went to see him and it turns out that he'd been in hospital again and whilst he was in hospital uh, his temporary accommodation had been given to someone else so he'd kind of just been turfed out um, mm. and was back in his in his you know in his location where he sits yeah. um, so I did that story and it seems as if uh, something's happened again and he, he's managed to get temporary accommodation again so yeah uh, I think he's I think he's good you know he's well there are people who keep an eye on him and keep up to date with you know where his whereabouts and I'm sure if anything happened they would they would let me know so yeah. Yeah. that's good excellent yeah. I'm pleased about that because I was worried about, yeah. worried about the fella <laughs> um, the other question I have uh, and this is me personally um, asking you for advice really because oh really <laughs> um, where, how do you find the time to do all these investigations and still at the same time produce daily content for our yeah. uh, never satisfied website? <laughs> yeah, that's a difficult question. Uh, it's a it's something that I'm still trying to figure out myself. Um, I'd like to say great time management is a part of it, but I I don't really think that I I, ta- I do I'm particularly good at managing my time. I think if particularly when I get into a story that I think is really important and is really interesting I will just spend lots and lots of time on it um you know my own time Mm. um and not that everyone should do that and I particularly (laughs) wish I didn't do that but you know you're probably the same you don't go home and completely switch off you spend time thinking about things and researching things so or staying really late in the office and that's generally how they get done um because they don't happen over the night it's not just one interview uh it takes ages and takes days and days of of researching things of finally finding something online or finding that one person who can tell you where something is so i don't really know i i i think that we're getting better at signing journalists some time to work on bigger projects yeah um i know that's like a focus of our newsroom now because Fortunately, our readership does want that kind of content. They want, you know, in-depth, uh, well-thought-out content um, that that gives them a real insight into an issue that's going on in the city. So 
as long as they want that type of content, then I think, you know, our sort of bosses will move towards fo- like giving us time to focus on, mm. on that. So fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, it's, ne- it's never easy because you do want to come into the newsroom and say, right, I've got these stories for you or else I'm working on this. But by the time you've written those two or three stories, it's it's probably yeah. time to go home. So you do end up doing it sort of after hours. Don't That's you? me as yeah. well. <laughs> well, oh, you always dear. come in with like six amazing stories and everyone's there like oh I don't want to go after him <laughs> <laughs> thank you okay um now the other is, is that the main campaign because you've done other campaigns as yeah. well yeah I think I think for the news journalism I entered a few of my, my sort of different different ones um sort of campaigny investigative stuff yeah. um one of those being about the the restaurant aqua italia and their their tipping policy their three percent tipping policy um and uh, what's going on with the grosvenor hotel which is a derelict building in uh bristol city center which yes. is kind of at the center of some someone told me the other day that if they took the scaffolding down it would fall down yeah, so I I have um, heard that myself from from an anonymous source, um, who is convinced, and is probably best placed to to tell me something like this as well. That if that scaffolding comes down, that building is is not safe and, mm. and um, is not really useful as a, as a building itself. The land is useful, but not the building. So. For anyone who doesn't know about this, I find this, this is the sort of thing that I find fascinating because that building looks, you know, like a building in the middle of the city centre mm. and you drive past it every day and probably don't even think about, think twice about it. Probably just think, oh, that's nice or why hasn't anyone done anything about that? Mm. But it's actually at the centre of some very weird goings on between the owner and the council, they're sort of battling over it. And then you've got this other dimension, which is that a development company are in the process of buying it and have basically sold it as student accommodation to sort of hundreds of investors who've all put down 50 grand a piece so far for an apartment. Um, but they don't believe it's going to be made anymore. They, they, mm. you know, all the investors are now trying to get their money back because nothing has been done for well over a year on the building, and not even planning permission has been submitted, and and so all of that is bubbling under the surface as well. So I don't know. That's the sort of thing that once you get your teeth into, mm. you kind of want to see it through to the end. So I'm yeah. following that one very, very closely. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the restaurant tipping thing mm. has actually got kind of quite big now, hasn't it? You ended up in Parliament about it, and it's yeah. been a national, it's kind of national politics yeah. policy thing. Wasn't I think it the government announced. Yeah, so I think Theresa May announced that um, she she wanted to push through a policy whereby um, waiters um, receive all of their tips, basically, mm. which is essentially what everyone who's been sort of campaigning about this topic wants that's that's the ideal um that gratuities go to the people that it's meant to go to um or you know meant to go to you know what people think who people yeah. think it's going to so that's that's great um let's hope it's actually enacted um i just i think it's amazing i think for me the best thing that came out of that campaign locally 
as well as nationally but locally in particular is that I feel like it has changed people's outlook on where they eat and how they tip mm. and what they think is acceptable um, in restaurants. You know, I see it on our stories and people tell me all the time, I won't eat there because they don't treat their stuff. They don't, you know, they don't give their, their start all their tips. Yeah. For me, that's the best outcome is, you know, because if people's minds are changed and it changes where they eat and their habits you know, restaurants and businesses will have no choice but to change yeah. with popular opinion. So for me, that's that's the, the best outcome, really. Excellent. And um, can I just double check as well? You're still, are you still a trainee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am, yes, yeah. And um, how does that work in terms of you qualifying and stuff? What have you, when, when is that going to happen? Because so I'm, surely this means you can just slap it down and say, NCTJ, <laughs> surely I'm, I've qualified now. You've nominated oh, for an award. I, I wish, yeah. No, I've got um, my seniors' exams on the sixth of November. So, Ooh. yeah, a very. Blood, that's next week. That's next week. Yeah, don't remind me. I okay. need to revise. Right, and what? So, people might be interested to know. Mm. We are inside Bristol Live. We're getting inside behind the head. You know, the in, into the in, yeah. In, what? When you do exams, how do you do exams? Do you have to kind of go and knock on someone's door and interview them, or what? What are the? What do you get examined? <laughs> well, exactly, because it's a very practical job, isn't it? So, yeah. I think um, the Trinity Mirror or Reach PLC, I should say, now have uh, moved away from the NCTJ senior exams. For those who don't know, to become a journalist, you have to train and sit a load of exams uh practical and non-practical I, I didn't, you didn't well over that when was that it's back in the last <laughs> century so no one really cares anymore now uh like people like myself you either do like a pa course or you do a master's like i did um and you sit a load of exams and then about 18 months later once you've got your first job you sit a second lot of exams as if like you're off probation and um you know they know that you can do the job and that you're not sort of a legal risk and, and mm. things like that but you sit a second set and and then and then you're a fully fledged journalist um okay. so trinity mirror now are doing a seniors that they've they they've come up with as well with pa and um that consists of a law exam right uh which for yeah for for people who don't realize we we do actually have to know quite a lot about the law mm. really um and what our rights are and what we can and can't report on especially when you're in court and and there's a portfolio we have to put together yeah and shorthand there's shorthand shorthand in a what's called a reporting exam where you're uh given a press conference uh, you have to then write a story about that um, as sort of a breaking news, and then the story develops as if as as if in real life. So they do like a pretend kind of scenario thing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then so that's the breaking news, and you write that, and then you get given more information because the story has developed throughout the day, and then you write what you know, like a, a full length story um, on on that and what you learnt in in the press conference. Then at the end, I think that this is all in one day. So you have to do it all in one day. And then at, right at the end, you have an editor's panel, which is, is different to what the NCTJ do. I don't think they have this part in it. But this will be, I think, two or three editors from, you know, from, from mm. the regionals. 
and they will just quiz you on basically how to do your job. Wow. Uh, and that can be that anything. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> it, do, it does actually sound quite scary, doesn't it? Yeah. I think they, they're they meant to sort of put in some quite difficult law questions and some scenarios yeah. uh, to see how you deal with that and how you would under pressure like you are in that situation. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting, I think. I hope I, uh, I hope I don't mess up on that bit, otherwise that'll be embarrassing. Yeah, so, yeah, well, obviously, you know, the pressure's on even more now that you've been... <laughs> I know. You've been nominated for these awards. Yeah, you don't want them sat there thinking, how, how did this yeah. girl get nominated for two awards? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blimey, right. Okay, so, um, so that happens next week. Yeah. Or the week after next, is it? Week after next. Yeah. Um, and then you'll be a senior. A senior, senior yeah. Senior journalist. And then, uh, but then, so when do you find out about the awards? Is there like an awards ceremony thing you've got to go to? There is. Um, is there? I'm going to get this wrong. I know I am, but it's somewhere in Essex. Is it? Yeah. Okay. No, and it's, it's in like a fancy manner. Um, so yeah, there's, a, there's an awards due. Nice. I'm sure there'll be free wine. Brilliant. Otherwise, I'll be sorely disappointed. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be. So, um, yeah, go and win that. Do they have, like, uh, that thing where they f- have a camera on all the people who've been nominated like they have in the Oscars and then they announce it? I hope so. You've got to go, oh, well done, when you haven't won. <laughs> I've definitely, I've been to one of those award ceremonies and clapped at the wrong time. Yeah. Uh, I thought that one of our colleagues, Michael Young, had won something and started telling everyone on the table, none of which I knew, um, that that was my friend and then a different person got up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I'll blame the free wine, but yeah. uh, they, they tend to be quite funny, these uh, these dudes, don't so they? So come, come back with some awards. Yeah. Thank you, Bronwyn. Well done. Congratulations and good luck for next week, next Cheers. month. Yes, well done. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, Bronwyn. That was really interesting uh, to hear about how you kind of qualify and as a senior journalist and uh, good luck with the awards thing. Well done for that. It's always great to celebrate success. And that's it for us this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. This is Inside Bristol Live signing off. But before we go, if you like what you heard, you can rate, review and subscribe to our weekly podcast um, and download it and save it in a, on all your apps and stuff. And also, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at IBL Podcast on the Twitter. I'm Tristan Cork at Tristan Cork Post. And you can find Bronwyn and Zosha on Twitter as well. Um, If you click on the links and stuff, you can find their Twitter handles and it's all great. Um, So thanks very much for listening and we'll be back next week. 